Hey friend, welcome to the Lilypad Network. My name is Savannah and I'm a 20-something who is obsessed with climbing the ranks in public accounting as a CPA, but then realized I wanted more than just my career. On this podcast, we're all about discovering our next thing together. Just like frogs pause on lily pads during their journey, we're pausing on this lily pad to discover that thing. On this journey, we'll also learn how to take care of ourselves along the way so we can show up as the best version of ourselves. Together, we're building a network of lily pads. So girlfriend, let's hop to it. Hello and welcome back to the Laypad Network. I am so honored that you're spending a few minutes of your day here with me and slowly building this community and our lily pads together. Today, I had a couple podcast episodes outlined and I was like, I'm just going to see see which one's calling to me that I'm going to record. When I say outline, I really just mean like some thoughts bulleted. And then I was walking to my closet to record because that's the most glamorous podcast studio ever, right? It's really that it's insulated with all of our clothes and carpeted and there's two doors. So my fiance, Michael, knows when both doors are closed, like, yes, stay away. And as I was walking into my closet, I walked past a book that I'm reading and I actually haven't read it in a week. Um, just kind of bent on a reading burnout but I walked past it and I was like, you know what? There was a lot of good content and juicy nuggets in this book. So I literally, this is like off the cuff. I picked up the book, opened it up to a page that I had bookmarked. I have this book dog-eared like no other. And I'm just going to, I'm going to share this passage because it's a, it's short. And then we're going to dive into this concept because I think it is such a good concept and and talking point. So let's just see how it goes. And if you vibe with this type of episode, let me know. I have so many books that I have dog-eared and or flagged, highlighted, underlined that just have like really good content. And I think we often get overwhelmed with content and reading full-on books because there's so much content out there. Anyways, I'm kind of digressing, but if you'd be into more of these podcast episodes where I literally just take a book off my shelf, open it up to one of my sticky note pages or dog-eared pages and share that passage and then just kind of riff on it because I think it's going to be a fun episode. But let's see, let's see where the next little bit takes us. So this book is called Notes on a Nervous Planet and it's by Matt Haig. I think I'm saying that right. H-A-I-G. I'll definitely link it in the show notes. I I always like to give backstories when I find really interesting books because I think they come into our lives at just the right time. So this particular book, I was in the airport. I feel like that's where I find a lot of my good books, just browsing the airport bookstore. Um, My, the Denver airport. Okay. If you're ever in Denver airport, you need to find in the central area of each terminal. I think it's in every terminal. There is the tattered bookstore tattered cover bookstore I think that's what it's called and it literally just has books so it's not one of those like trashy newsstand bookstores where it's like only I don't know you know what I'm talking about you feel that vibe this is like an actual bookstore so I was going on a four-day wellness retreat completely paid for by my work which was incredible and part of it was disconnecting from the digital world as much as possible and I had a book in my bag I had that I was planning on reading and I had a few books downloaded on my Kindle and so I was like I don't really need a book but I have this time so I'm just gonna wander through the bookstore and just pick up 
any book that calls to me. Well, one of the books that called to me was this book, Notes on a Nervous Planet. And the author wrote, he's written fiction and nonfiction books, which I think is really interesting. And I had read his fiction book, The Midnight Library, which mind blowing. So it's fiction, like I mentioned, and it's about this woman who she's in, in between living and dying. And she goes into a library and picks up a book, and that's an alternate timeline of her life. So where she could have done this decision differently or that decision differently, kind of reround time and made a different choice. And fascinating, fascinating concept. Anyway, so I was kind of drawn to this author in general, and I literally just picked up this book, skimmed through it, and I was like, this looks interesting. One thing I love about this book is they're really short passages. So a lot of them are just one page. Um, some of them will be like a front the back, but they're really short. And this on the back, the little like tagline is the world is messing with our minds. Rates of stress and anxiety are rising. And so all about how we live on a nervous planet and just a collection of short musings about a nervous planet and they're kind of loosely put together into categories so digital um like internet anxieties the shock of the news phone fears the end of reality work that type of thing so the passage that i want to share with you today and kind of riff on is in the path in the section internet anxieties and The title of this passage is, The World is Shrinking. Life overload is a feeling that partly stems from how concentrated and connect, or (laughs) let's try that again. Life overload is a feeling that partly stems from how contracted and concentrated the world seems to have become. The human world has sped up and has effectively shrunk too. It is becoming more connected, and as it becomes more connected, so are we. The Hive Mind, first coined in a science fiction short story, Second Night of Summer, by James H. Smits in 1950, is now a reality. Our lives, information, and emotions are connected in ways they have never been before. The internet is unifying even as it seems to divide. This shrinking of the world has become an overnight process. Humans have been communicating further than their voices allow for centuries, using everything from smoke signals to drums to pigeons. A chain of signal beacons from Plymouth to London announce the arrival of the Spanish Armada. In the 19th century, the electrical telegraph connected continents. Then, the global nervous system evolved with a telephone, radio, television, and of course, the internet. These connections are in many ways, making us ever closer. We can email or text or Skype or FaceTime or play multiple player online games in real time with people 10,000 miles away. Physical distance is increasingly irrelevant. Social media has enabled collective actions like never before, from riots to revolutions to shock election results. The internet has enabled us to join together and make change happen for better and for worse. The trouble is that if we are plugged into a vast nervous system, our happiness and misery is more collective than ever. The group's emotions become our own. And that's that's the end of this chapter. So as you can see, they're really, I guess it's not a chapter, but passage. They're really short and really like tangible. 
So at the time of reading that, I was, like I said, disconnecting from society as much as I could on this well-being retreat. And it hit me, the global nervous system, and that we no longer just have our own nervous system. I mean, yes, like physically, I only have my nervous system, but I am connected to all of you. I'm connected to Michael and his emotions. I'm connected to the emotions and the feelings that are happening in my society, like my community right here. But broader than that, I'm connected to my podcast community. And broader than that, I'm connected to what happens in the U.S. But beyond that, I'm connected worldwide. And I think what we've seen and this is interesting. This book was written prior to the pandemic. And I know everyone hates that, the P word or the C word, pandemic and COVID. But we're connected even more than we were when this book was written. My stress impacts those immediately around me. And their stress impacts the people around them and the people around them and the people around them. And so we really do have this global nervous system. And... As we've seen recently, the global nervous system is out of control. We are all living frantically. I would imagine, I haven't done the research on this, so don't come at me. I would imagine that our heart rates are even more elevated or our blood pressure is more elevated than it was 10 years ago because of this global stress. And I saw something on Instagram right around when the war was happening in the Ukraine well, it's still going on, of course, but right when that was breaking out. And a lot of people were struggling with, why is this impacting me so much if I'm thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of miles away from this? And to be honest, I think it's because of this global nervous system. Even though I have absolutely no idea what life looks like in the Ukraine right now, besides looking on social media, or what it looked like a year ago. I know how I would react and how my community would react and the tension that we would feel and our upheaval of our nervous system. And it's scary, right? And the same concept of when you're driving down the highway and you see a car crash, what does everyone immediately do? You stare at the car crash because... You're thinking, well, that happened to them. How can I make sure it doesn't happen to me? Because why, like, I want to do anything and everything in my power to make sure that nothing like that happens to me or my my kind. Because it's scary. And what we do is we protect. We do everything we can to protect ourselves and those closest to us. So when there's this upheaval we, we feel that. We feel that in our nervous system, in the global nervous system. So, of course, I don't have a solution. I can't come on here and be like, oh, the answer is everyone in the world at the same time on a Tuesday takes 10 deep breaths. No, it's not as simple as that. It's going to take a lot more work and breathing into it and relaxing and calming, calming down our nervous system because there's a whole hell of a lot going on right now. I wish I'm trying, as I'm like talking to you, I'm like scrolling through 
my Instagram highlights because I'm pretty sure that I like shared this to my story because I was so impacted by this quote or this. It was like shareable graphic on Instagram. Um, but it basically said something along the lines of there's a war happening over there, but right here I'm washing my face. And how can that be like, how can we hold these juxtapositions? How can we hold both things? And how can we have both the joy of watching someone get married and the loss of a marriage and a union because of the war going on. And that doesn't just happen with a war. It happens all the time, right? It happens when you lose someone, when you break up with someone, when a new baby is brought into this earth. There's always this juxtaposition and it's hard to hold both emotions. And it's even harder to hold both emotions when we're a global nervous system because I now immediately am holding the the sadness of my community that has lost over a thousand structures because of the fire in December 2021 and holding the joy that I'm getting married in August this year. And how do you do that? How do you do that dance? And I'm also holding the joy for, I'm trying to think of something beautiful that has happened recently because so often we hear about the, the terrible, terrible news, but I wish I was like riffing with someone real time because this is so hard to think of. That's, that's a terrible thing. It's hard for me to think of something beautiful off the cusp that has happened in our world. Um, Okay, going back a couple years when same-sex marriage was legalized, that was like a beautiful joy, right? And a beautiful step for so many people. But at the same time, you were also dealing with, I'm trying to think when that was, like 2017, 18-ish, you were still dealing with some, it was even earlier than that, 2014, 2013, Gosh, someone's going to fact check me and be like, Savannah, same-sex marriage in the United States was legalized in this year. Um, When was that legalized? What year? I'm Googling it. 2015, that's when it was legalized. So we're at the same time, right? We have the first African-American president, but there is, there was other things that were happening in 2015. Of course, I can't instantly go back to one. June 2015, what I'm saying is that there's always these tugs and it's okay to feel both and it's okay to feel so confused by society right now because we're plugged into this global nervous system. And last thing I'm going to share because I definitely feel like this podcast episode has been a little ping pong volley. Is that even a word? Because I didn't, I literally didn't have any notes. I didn't know where this was going to take me. But when I was on this podcast, this podcast retreat, <laughs> this well-being retreat, I went to a healing session by a psychic medium. And one of the things you do, you're sitting there in a circle and you're listening to some music and you visualize just something you want to release in your life, whether it's a trauma, a tragedy, a yucky feeling, a limiting belief, whatever it is. You visualize it going into this obsidian rock that's literally in your hand and then you visualize it burning up and being gone and then the psychic medium buries that rock in the earth to release that negative energy back to the earth and away from us but while we're sitting there we're listening to some music and some sounds and one of them was the 
basically the heartbeat of the earth. So there's a frequency in which the earth vibrates on. And what this median was saying is that over the last years, um, that frequency has actually sped up, meaning some could argue that time has actually sped up. And I think whether or not you're in to the woo-woo doesn't matter. But I think we can all agree that there's been this sense of urgency. And I think it's the global nervous system. I think it's that frequency that has sped up, whether or not you believe it's related to time or not. But the earth itself, the frequency has shifted and it's higher. And could that be more intense? I don't know. I'm not into all of that astrology, astro projection, like woo land that Phoebe was when she was on the podcast. But I think you could definitely make an argument that if the earth is speeding up, time is speeding up, our global nervous system is feeling a little more frazzled. And so this is just my reminder and the permission slip to you that you don't need to take some time to disconnect from the global nervous system. Whether that's going for a walk outside in nature and grounding yourself in earth, you're going to say, well, how is that different than the global nervous system? Because you're connecting back to Mother Earth. You're connecting back to your roots. Whether it's guided visualization, you're literally visualizing roots growing out of your feet or your bum or your back, wherever you're laying down or sitting and watching those roots go slowly into the earth past, you know, the water table and through each layer of the earth until your your roots kind of just in in that fiery core and drawing that energy up into your body. That might sound woo, but it's just, it's a visualization tactic to help calm you down and plug you back into the earth and pull you back into the here and now. It could also be disconnecting from social media for a day, a week, an hour, a month, a year, whatever it is, just pulling away from listening to the news, scrolling Instagram, TikTok, whatever it is that you need to, to disconnect a little bit from the global nervous system and come back to your own nervous system. Because once you are taken care of, you can help change the narrative for our global nervous system. You don't have to be stressed out anymore. You can change that for yourself. And it has a ripple effect on everyone else. So that's my permission slip for you that you didn't need because you can do it without anyone else telling you. But if you feel like you need permission to disconnect, to ground yourself emotionally or physically, go do that. Finish this episode and immediately ask your body what she needs or he needs to feel grounded. And then the first thing that pops into your mind, go do that. Literally, like we're about to end this episode. As soon as you hear that intro music close or heck, skip it and go do that grounding thing. So with that, I'm going to leave you with the biggest hug and know that the global nervous system can be a little intense, but it's also beautiful. You just have to learn how to do that dance. So with that, I will talk to you soon and I hope you have the best day ever. Thank you so much for listening today. If you love this episode, I'd be honored if you shared it with a girlfriend. Like stop right now and text her the link or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. Together, we are building our network of lily pads. I'm so happy to hop through life together. Until next time.